Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, Mum. Hello, Holly. (laughs) Today, I thought we could discuss something uh, related to England losing the Euros final. Oh, gosh. We watched that game together, didn't we? We sure did. At the time of recording, it was two days ago. It's Tuesday today. And yeah, we were heartbroken, weren't we? Well, what we're actually saying in this podcast is that we weren't actually heartbroken because we actually... We were heartbroken, but we don't put that on the England players yet. I'll get to that in a minute. But it was very upsetting, wasn't it, Margie? Yeah, they all tried so hard, didn't they? Yeah, we're big England fans. Yeah. Um, But it was lovely to watch it together. Yeah, absolutely. We had a lot of fun. Cheeky bit of Prosecco. Quite a lot of Prosecco. (laughs) I wasn't going to out you there, but okay. Um, yeah, so I thought, related to that, I saw a great Instagram post from someone um, who I can't actually remember, but I'll link it if I can find it um, in the show description. And basically, they were saying that it's not fair that the players hold the happiness and hopes of the nation basically on their heads and that they feel guilty, you know, waking up the next morning that we didn't get the result we wanted because the fans will be upset. Um, rather than just feeling their own emotions for themselves, because they're the ones that have put the work in, you know, over the last however many weeks um, towards the Euros. So more broadly speaking, it got me thinking about being responsible for our own happiness Mm -hmm. and being in control of our own happiness. And I think you're someone that's quite good at not putting that on other people. So you are very much in charge of your own happiness and your emotions and you take responsibility for that, which I think is something that a lot of people struggle with. I definitely struggle with it as well. And I thought we could talk about it today. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's uh, really good. Yeah, I think it's really, really important because when we, when we look to others for our happiness, it's, uh, it's a tricky one because um, uh, people are responsible for their own happiness. So, and remember, we're unique. So none of us are going to think or feel the same. So if you're looking to others to make you happy or whatever emotion it is um, it's pretty likely you're going to be disappointed because nobody feels the same nobody feels completely the same so nobody will be coming from your same filters yeah I remember you always saying to me whenever I had a breakup not that there have been millions um well (laughs) but whenever I had a breakup you would say you know, you can't control what the other person does. You can just control your response to it and, and what you Always. do and your actions. Always. And I think, although that irritated me at the time, really, <laughs> um, it is, it's a good thing to take responsibility. You know, it's, it's tricky and it doesn't always come naturally because it's easier to blame other people and to give them that kind of power because I think it's just what we're used to doing. But I definitely think you're happier when you take back that control is 100% worth conditioning yourself to do that. Well, definitely. When you think about childhood, you know, what's seriously one of the most um, prevalent things you hear children say, completely unconsciously, they don't even know they're saying it, but they'll say, it wasn't me. Yeah. It's that whole blame culture. And um, I think definitely we're encouraged Mm -hmm. to, to live a blame culture. And that, that isn't going to work for anybody at all. It doesn't work for the people that you're looking to, yep. to support you or whatever, or you, that you blame. It won't support them. It certainly doesn't support you to achieve the happiness you want to achieve. Because the most empowering thing you can ever know is that it's in your control. Yep. And um, 
how empowering is that you know when you're not looking outside of yourself um, to feel good mm. um, and this goes into an even broader subject of self-validation you know when we look outside of ourselves for external validation yeah like you know um, we can only feel good if other people say we're we think we look good or, or we are Instagram likes and all right, that. Yeah, yeah. or we're, we're you know or we're behaving or doing really well then we feel that we're doing really well but man that's pretty sad because really it's all about you feeling good about you yeah. and the only way you can do that is to start taking control of your own responses and start being aware which I think is really empowering start being aware of what supports your happiness um, or any other areas of your life where you feel where you want to feel good, what will support that and what doesn't support that. So start removing what doesn't support it and instead start putting in place this awareness of, mm, yeah, that would really support me, that would really support me. But really importantly, not looking to others to do that. So when you're thinking what would support me, not be thinking of things like okay well if only he did that then I'll be happy or if only she did that then I'll be okay um no I'm not talking about that I'm talking about you and your patterns of behavior and what would help you yeah when do you think you started to actually take responsibility for your happiness and your emotions gosh um that's a hard one because I do think well for me I don't know about anybody else but for me it was a gradual process but the word that really came through then, actually, when you asked me that, was the word disappointment. And I think it was when I felt people were disappointing me. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, in other words, um, I would want them to behave in a certain way and then I would be okay. Yeah. And then disappointed when they didn't. And then really, really feel bad within me. One, because I was really disappointed. And two, because what was happening wasn't what I wanted to happen. And three, probably now that I know more, is that feeling of powerlessness. Yeah. Because that person or whatever was going on wasn't doing what I wanted them to do. So that's pretty powerless. You know, you've got no power within that. So I would say when I kind of realised that, again and again don't get me wrong that wasn't the first time <laughs> but you know eventually if only yeah yeah if only <laughs> I mean eventually it was uh, oh, oh man seriously come on now you know this uh, it, it it's all about you it's you, all about you do you still catch yourself though like you know with Martin for example do you put expectations on him and then you have to kind of catch yourself and be like oh actually I think I do yeah I mean we yeah. live in a human world don't we yeah. and I do think I don't know what you think about this, but I do think that being around other human beings is one of the largest, biggest, maybe triggering conditions that we live in. Because we, but we, we do, because everybody does have their own unique filters and everybody does think in a very different way and everybody feels in a different way. Yeah. So I think it's a blessing and a curse, isn't it? If we were yeah. all the same, it'd be really boring. God, and, yeah. You know, but it's, yeah. you know, even, even when you're in a relationship with someone and that person could be your favorite person in the world and you love them so much, they're still going to do things that are different to you or, yeah. 
you know, don't meet your expectations in some ways. And yeah. I think sometimes you do have to kind of put yourself in check and be like, actually, I've got unrealistic expectations yeah. of this person. And also just acknowledge that no one can meet expectations all the time. No. None absolutely. of us do that. We yeah. always sometimes fall short. So And and you know. also just thinking about that, what came to oh, mind God. was um no, but you know, I think I think this could be a like a a common situation for a lot of people. It one, when you're okay, think about this. When you're say packing to go on holiday Holly. And I love packing. And Holly does, but <laughs> maybe her partner doesn't so um you see there can be a little bit of friction there so for instance you could be uh thinking well god why doesn't ellie just pack you know i'm packing why doesn't she why is she leaving it to the last minute why does she why doesn't she i pack pack? for ellie even when she's going somewhere and i'm not well there we go you see (laughs) so so then what do you do you get irritated you get frustrated not always but you allow that condition (laughs) yeah to affect you yeah even though i knew from day one that ellie is not a fan of packing yeah so do you see what I mean? And and maybe what you would be thinking... She's not very good at it either. And maybe what you would be thinking instead is, oh, if only she did that, it would all be okay. Yeah. Whereas really what we kind of ideally... I don't like the word should, but let's just go with it for now. Mm-hmm. What we kind of should be thinking ideally and feeling is, I'm okay with this because I'm okay with what I've done. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with whatever's going on. Yeah. And... I think what we do do with other human beings genuinely and you know anybody that's listening to this episode check in with this because I think it's really important is do we out actually allow others to be who they are mm. or do we just want them to be a carbon copy of what of, of what we think of what we feel and therefore how we want them to act yeah but I think it also links back to taking responsibility for your emotions because I know for example I'm a lot more likely to get annoyed at Ellie about the packing when actually I love packing so I'm glad it's something that I do you know it's like Monica loves cleaning she wouldn't want Chandler to do the cleaning you know it's oh, that friends everybody's yeah. friends <laughs> that I didn't know of... who Monica was for that <laughs> it's that kind of situation but if I'm feeling other emotions you know, if I'm irritated or annoyed that day or whatever, then that may rile me up. But instead of taking responsibility for those emotions and being like, oh, I'm irritated today, I just, you know, could get annoyed about something else or something minor and forget to take responsibility for how I'm feeling. So I think it's all kind of... Yeah, but what you've just said sums it up. You just said, without even thinking, you just said um, that if you weren't kind of conscious enough, Mm. um, you... It, that that would just roll you up. Yeah. What's really important to recognise is this: um, if you weren't conscious enough, you would allow it to oh, roll yeah. you up. Yeah, definitely. No, no it's not. Oh, yeah, because we yeah. say what we think. I'm getting coached. Uh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but we say what we think, don't we? So I th- I really think it's really important that we recognise this: that we can either allow, well, we do, we, but we're the ones that are allowing how we feel. Don't let's put it on any situation or any person. So whatever our response is, going back to the whole topic of this episode, whatever the response is, we are allowing it to happen. Yeah. Nobody else. This is what I, I hear a lot. Blah, 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 made me feel this way. Mm. Mm, nobody makes you yeah, feel but, Yeah, because we always ask, how did it make you feel? Yeah, yeah, That's sure. That's the go-to question. Okay, so. but also because it's a blame culture, yeah. if you've responded in a way that doesn't feel good, you will say that person makes you feel that, has made you feel that way. Yeah. It's not true. We've responded 
we we are responsible for our response now yeah it seems quite hard to change it because we've made it a habit yeah but it's a disempowering habit and if you really really want to choose to create your reality and control your responses so that you can feel better in the moment then you've got to start understanding that you are the one responding so what are you going to choose to allow how do you think it served you then being more because it sounds it sounds obvious but actually day to day how has it served you being more in control of your responses and, and not placing your emotions on other people and giving them that power genuinely I really feel it's helped me feel more peaceful calm that sense of ease mm. Because when we um, think about others and they've made me do this, how how long do we hold on to that grudge for yeah. or that feeling? And that doesn't feel good at all. You might feel quite self-righteous about it for a bit, but after that you won't feel good at all. Um, there's no Genuinely, there's no point in that. The most important thing you have to always focus on is feeling good, feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. And if anybody is blaming and and they say blame does feel good touch in with that because no it doesn't Mm. it might do for that first couple of minutes no it doesn't after that after blame comes guilt after blame comes um that disempowered feeling after blame then comes oh god i'm being unfair maybe oh god if only i and then you've got no peace of mind you've Mm. got no sense of ease so for me that really it really just it's all about me Seriously, yeah. I just want to feel good. So whatever it takes to feel good, that's what I'll do. Does it make you feel more stable as well? Because yeah, I guess because you, it's all about me. Yeah, you kind of know how the day's going to go. Like whatever yeah. happens, you're in control of how you feel about what that's does my, happen. That's you know? my intention. Yeah. I mean, come on, I'm not... No, you I know, know you're not perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. So that's my intention. But, you know, yeah. come on, we, we all live in... Gosh, we... Traffic's a big one for you, isn't it, Savage? <laughs> no, not traffic. <laughs> other drivers. Um, holding my hand up to that. Um, uh, but oh, other drivers. Are we are we blaming the other drivers there? Or not at all. It's my response to those other drivers. Um, but uh, but you see, even now I'm conscious of that. Yeah. I'm re- I've become really conscious of that. Cause You're that much better now, actually, yeah. than you oh, used to be. Oh, thank you. Because so um, that doesn't serve anybody <laughs> at all. It doesn't serve them. Not that they know it, but I am directing thoughts towards them, which isn't a good thing to do. Mm. And it doesn't... God, I don't feel good. Anybody that's in a car that's having a go about another driver... I'm sorry, I'm going to challenge anybody that says, no, it was justified and I feel good about that. No, you don't. You don't feel good about that. You feel justified, maybe. That will keep you going, like I say, for the first couple of minutes. After that, you're carrying irritation. You're carrying anger. You're carrying all of that impatience. You're telling me that feels good. No, it doesn't. It's weird, actually. After COVID, well, I know that COVID hasn't ended, but, you know, kind of after the lockdown periods, um, I had this real irritation with strangers. Mm. I just think because I almost was used to not uh, communicating with them and not yeah. interacting with them, that then, you know, walking down the street, if someone was slow in front of me, I was really irritated. Or if someone in the queue was being annoying or rude, I was really irritated. Mm. It's like I felt a lot less in control of my emotions mm. um, and my responses but I recognise that actually I think this is because <laughs> something yeah. that I was used to doing yeah. I haven't done in a long time and so actually I'm now having a more like extreme reaction to mm-hmm. it yeah. but it was it's a horrible feeling you know feeling out of control I think also if you've ever been in like a 
negative relationship with someone or friendship or whatever it may be if that person you're constantly allowing them to upset you or irritate you or anger you or whatever it is you feel crap all the time Mm -hmm. you know it it doesn't serve you but it's really hard in that moment to kind of step outside of yourself and and look at it um i guess you know objectively Mm -hmm. um so practically how have you managed to do this more and more and make it more of a habit by being consciously aware and not being lazy yeah and i do mean that you know um any change you want to make in your life any change yeah including this but any change think about it if you've spent years building a habit the other way you've got to and you're doing that unconsciously so it's seemed really easy to do of course because you're not thinking about it it's just a habit Mm. well now yeah if you want to change that you've got to think about it you've got to be really consciously aware of it and choose you know really choose is it you've got to ask yourself first of all is it worth it for you is feeling good enough of a prize Mm. Um, I would absolutely say feeling good is enough of a prize your well-being is the basis of everything well-being is the basis of the planet and if you're not feeling good you cannot tell me that you've got any well-being going on Mm. so it's really incredibly important but you've got to ask yourself we're all individual got to ask yourself is that worth it for you it's really worth it for me that's it for me that's the bottom line for me every day my intention is to feel good um, so I am always consciously aware and I'm really aware of when I start to um, how can I put it come Slip off of back. that good feeling yeah. place I can what feel causes it. that when you come off of that feeling is it you know when you're tired or when you're overworked or, or, or I was just going to say before you started talking about like the COVID thing mm-hmm. or if there are conditions you know we talk about relationships and things like that and everyday conditions but sometimes there are big conditions that come mm. out of left field yeah 100%. you know for a lot of people that have um majority of people i would say that have come through you know come through covid or or had real uh, concerns about covid in, in whichever way that is um man that was a big one out of left field mm. none of us saw that coming um well i would imagine none of us did maybe a few i don't know but and scientists and <laughs> you know i how how do you deal with that what do you, do you manage to keep your equilibrium at that point probably not did you so what do you think i i i'm gonna f- sound so annoying oh god she's gonna say yeah i know yeah <laughs> I, I did and do you know why i did i was so but this is because of my work i was so aware that there was so much fear within people mm. i remember i was coaching people at that time like i do now but I couldn't lose my equilibrium because how would I be able to coach people through their own fears Mm -hmm. if I'm standing in fear? And then as you know, after that, what I decided to do was do a whole uh, 30 days, which came out of the blue, I didn't intend this at all, a whole 30 days of Facebook Lives moving away from fear and into love. Um, And that kept momentum for me going of supporting others, supporting others, supporting others, which kept my equilibrium. Yeah, well, I think all well, the good thing about that as well is you kind of held yourself publicly responsible, mm, you know. Yeah, yeah. You committed to doing that every day. So mm. if you didn't rock up, yeah, you know, you kind of force yourself to do it because you didn't want to let anyone down. But also, you know, for you, you've said you would do this, so you wanted to see it through. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good way of, of 
Yeah, you're doing yourself responsible. And I just have to say, seriously, just I've got to just um, challenge you on that. I never forced myself to do it. Mm. Um, genuinely, there was an absolute urge to support people to come away yeah. from fear. There was so much fear at that time. It was an absolute, don't get me wrong, um, anybody that has seen those Facebook Lives, maybe what you won't realise is before I even got on a Facebook Live, because I hadn't done Lives very much before, I felt physically sick before I got in front of the camera. Every single time. Every single time. 30 days, every single time. But the momentum of wanting to support people through that time was way stronger than anything else mm. so that's what i'm saying you know is the prize worth it for you ask yourself that so for me feeling good or helping others rather than blaming others that for me is is the prize that for me is more important i think the prize can be worth it but also typically you know everyone says humans are lazy are? i know that yeah. i'm definitely <laughs> lazy at times mm -hmm. especially i think ironically when it comes to bettering myself mm -hmm. you know the things that i know are going to help me aren't always the first things that i want to do mm -hmm. so i guess it's just the challenge of kind of breaking out of that mindset definitely and, um definitely. To, to be honest i know f for you for example with the facebook lives that wasn't a forcing yourself situation but i do think there's an element of kind of having to force yourself and and as we've said before taking responsibility and being quite strict with yourself that even if you don't want to do it you know that the prize is worth it even if the action that you're doing at that time doesn't feel worth yeah. it if that makes sense no. like going to the gym yeah yeah no, like that. definitely um, absolutely but it's yeah the laziness comes from your focus mm. people will always go for the easy option you know in the what book you're used to yeah, yeah in the book 16 seconds you know which i know we've spoken about on, on an episode before you know there is research i've written in the book there is research done through scientific pro through scientific research where humans will actively go for the easy option Right. They'll even start, this is so interesting, they'll even start to see things differently mm. just to make it easy. Right? Even Does though it's it not, there is, yeah. there is nothing different, but they see it differently to make it an easy option. Mm. Okay, And I get that, and it's called a comfort zone, and the brain supports you to stay within that comfort zone, whatever that is. But we're more than that, and we're here to evolve and we're here to take responsibility for our own happiness. And I think the word responsibility puts people off because it's a heavy word. So just change, change that word instead, I would. Change the word responsibility to choice. I choose yeah. to um, put my happiness first, to, um, for me to be the one that brings my own happiness. Very different word choice to responsibility. Yeah, I think so, reframing is really yeah, powerful. Frame, yeah. Reframe it into something exciting or yeah, positive or new or fresh or, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe, you know, we always talk, don't we, Holt, about um, giving people um, who are listening to this episode, giving them maybe something, an action to take mm -hmm. away with them that might support them. And I remember reading, um, God, a long, long time ago now, wow, a book on a 30-day challenge, 30-day um, complaint-free world it was mm -hmm. okay which to me at the time sounded amazing just imagine wow if, if none of us complained wouldn't that just be magical um, and um, it literally was a 30-day challenge so you know anytime you complained you would go back to day one oh my god you know and there was actually a, <laughs> an example in the book of a nurse who actually had got she was on her 30th day 
And then she complained. And a doctor walked in that she allowed to really... He was her kind of Achilles heel kind of thing. And yeah, she complained and went back to day one. And so is it complaining, voicing the complaints? You can feel it in your head, no, but... you can think it yeah, and feel it, same thing. It, yeah. No, oh. it's thinking it as well, because oh, wow. you're still complaining, aren't you, really? Yeah, you're still feeling Just the emotions, Just because you're not voicing yeah. it, yeah. But obviously, she voiced it as well. And then it happened again on the second 30 day. Um, the same doctor walked in, <laughs> and she clocked it. And she just stayed completely neutral. Oh my gosh, well yeah. done. Which shows she broke the habit. Yeah, definitely. So actions, you know, we're talking about actions. So choose yeah. about maybe, if you are going to choose, choose to choose to respond in a way that supports you. Or not, really it doesn't matter, but let's not put it over to somebody else. Yeah. And try practicing that for 30 days. And every time you break it, go back to day one. Every time you break it, go back to day one. So if you're on day three, you break it, go back to day one. If you're on day 10 and you break it, go back to day one. Keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Because those pesky neural pathways are going to keep trying to trip you up. So it's not, please don't say anything like you're rubbish or I can't do this or it's too hard because that's what the ego brain wants. Instead, acknowledge it. Yeah, okay, that's just, you know, it's a habit I've got into. I'm going to go back to day one. That's cool. This is a way I'm learning. But this is a way, really important, this is the way you feel empowered. Mm. And this is the way you can choose happiness, ease, peace of mind over anything else. But choose it. And I think just it's about not living on autopilot. You yeah, know, that but forces you to... I think a lot of us are just living on autopilot and unfortunately complaining and not taking responsibility for our emotions and letting other people rule us. Like, that is the, the habit and the go-to. Um, and so it's it's taking off that autopilot and Absolutely. taking control back. I think I'm going to try the 30-day challenge, but I'm not going to tell Ellie I'm doing it because she's then going to be on my case. Yeah, no true. Do I get a prize if I complete it, mum? Or I'll no. give you a kiss. <laughs> um, but... Um, I would also say that's exactly it, you know, what you've just said, and it's true of everybody and everything, you know, whenever I'm coaching, I always say the first step, step one to any change is awareness, awareness, because we are, we are on autopilot, we are on unconscious habitual mode, and that's why I say it's choice, choose. We're on autopilot unless we're watching England in the final of the Euros, and then we're definitely feeling every emotion emotion under the sun. Absolutely awesome! Thank you so much. Thank you. That was that was cool, wasn't it? Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed it, please do feel free to subscribe, and we hope you have a fab week living. Hell hell yes. yes! Take care. Bye bye.